Welcome back to The Daily Poem here on the Close Reads Podcast Network. I'm David Kern. Today's poem is by John Donne, an English poet who lived from 1572 to 1631. He was uh, certainly one of the most famous poets ever uh, to, to put pen to paper or however he would, have, he would have done it. You've heard from him on this podcast before. You probably studied some of his, his, uh, his poems in school or college, particularly if you're an English major. Um, earlier this week, I shared with you a poem and I shared some comments on that poem from Carol Rumens, who has a weekly column with The Guardian, the uh, newspaper in the UK. And I ran across something she shared on there and it was a done poem that I was not overly familiar with. I, I think I'd read it before, but I, wasn't, I didn't know it well. And it's a poem called Twickenham Garden. And I want to read this poem to you and then offer some of her thoughts because I was I kind of taken by it and I wanted to share it with you. This is how it goes. Blasted with sighs and surrounded with tears, hither I come to seek the spring, and at mine eyes and at mine ears receive such balms as else cure everything. But, oh, self-traitor, I do bring the spider love, which transubstantiates all and can convert and can convert manna to gall. And that this place may thoroughly be thought true paradise, I have the serpent brought. T'were wholesomer for me that winter did benight the glory of this place, and that a grave frost did forbid these trees to laugh and mock me to my face. But that I may not this disgrace endure, nor yet leave loving, love let me some senseless piece of this place be. Make me a mandrake, so I may grow here, or a stone fountain weeping out my ear. Hither with crystal files lovers come, and take my tears, which are love's wine, and try your mistress' tears at home. For all are false that taste not just like mine. Alas, hearts do not in eyes shine, nor can you more judge women's thoughts by tears than by her shadow what she wears. O oh, perverse sex, where none is true but she, who's therefore true because her truth kills me? So I, I've got to read this first paragraph uh, by Carol Rumens. She says this about the poem. Quote, Was John Donne aware that spiders secrete acidic digestive juices over their prey before eating it? His image of the spider love that can, quote, convert man into gall, end quote, in the second stanza of this poem suggests he might have been. Whether or not informed by science, Dunn's spider is a powerfully imagined poetic figure for disappointed love and the way it sours and infects everything the lover sees and hears. Jumping ahead just a bit here. The scene he sets is dramatic and disordered, an instability embodied by fluctuating rhymes. The first line scans oddly, though it makes more sense if surrounded is pronounced as a dactyl. Surrounded. Permissible for the period, I would guess. Having begun with a rather exciting tumult of emotional weather, the poet seems to become conscious of a need for greater seriousness and introduces winter's darkness and stillness into the second stanza. The phrase grave frost grounds the development of a new thought, mortality. Two opposing states in true Petrarchan fashion are desired simultaneously to be insensible, but not to leave loving. The last five lines of this verse demonstrate the complexity of those desires. As a mandrake or a stone fountain weeping out my ear, the lover would be assumed into the garden, a ruined paradise now almost a graveyard. 
The word wholesomer suggests a continuing preoccupation with infection and bitter tastes linked to the spider's activity in the first stanza and perhaps to the tear tasting in the third. And finally, the bitterness erupts. In the concluding verse, dramatic exclamations give way to elaboration. And this time, the thought is well leavened with exaggeration. The speaker declares that women habitually conceal their true thoughts and natures. The poet finally transubstantiates true into her truth, which kills him. The truth being she doesn't want to love him. The idea that unfulfilled love is potentially murderous has pre-Petrarchan origins. Dunn's poem is like a bridge reaching from the 15th century Neapolitan love lyric through Petrarchism to an acid-spotted modern Arcadia complete with blight, bugs, and bad weather. That's a great write-up on a very interesting poem and I wanted to share it with you. Uh, so you're getting some Dunn and some Carol Rumens this week. I'll go ahead and read it one more time for you and then uh, we'll be done for the day. Twickenham Garden, John Dunn. Blasted with sighs and surrounded with tears, hither I come to seek the spring, and at mine eyes and at mine ears receive such balms as else cure everything. But oh, self-traitor, I do bring the spider love, which transubstantiates all, and can convert manna to gall, and that this place may be thoroughly be thought true paradise, I have the serpent brought. Twere wholesomer for me that winter did benight the glory of this place, and that a grave frost did forbid these trees to laugh and mock me to my face. But that I may not this disgrace endure, nor yet leave loving, love let me some senseless peace of this place be. Make me a mandrake, so I may grow here, or a stone fountain weeping out my ear. Hither, with crystal files, lovers come and take my tears, which are love's wine, and try your mistress' tears at home, for all are false that taste not just like mine. Alas, hearts do not in eyes shine, nor can you more judge women's thoughts by tears than by her shadow what she wears. O oh, perverse sex, where none is true but she. Who's therefore true because her truth kills me? This has been the Daily Bomb. Thanks for listening. I'll be back tomorrow with another bomb for you.